Good morning, Dorian. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Be happy, healthy, and wealthy. And it's such an honor to have you since you know you're always so busy doing all your development. Uh, Dorian, can you tell my audience a bit more about yourself, your story? Sure. Uh, firstly, thank you so much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. And thank you to all of your listeners who will be tuning in to, to listen to me. Hopefully, they uh, leave this podcast with at least one piece of information that will help them on their journey. That's my goal here today. So thanks again for the opportunity. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Dorian Payne, and I'm the managing director of a company called Castell Group based in South Wales. Our company is a land-led development and construction company that specializes in building high quality and highly sustainable social, affordable and disabled homes. In a nutshell, we find land opportunities and promote it through the planning system and forward sell those development opportunities to registered social landlords, uh, also known as housing associations, or the local authorities themselves, i.e. the councils. And then we, once we sell, sold the land, we simultaneously enter into a build contract and deliver those homes for them as well. So it's a true uh, full, you know, full turnkey service, so to speak. But my, I'm, I'm originally from Newport in South Wales. And uh, growing up, I was fortunate that my parents were uh, landlords. What we all know is the buy refurbish refinance strategy. So, and they started that accidentally and without a business plan. My dad was a window fitter and a builder, and he just came across you know these rundown properties and would, and would buy them. And uh, him and his team, in whenever they had availability, would refurb them up uh, for the market, but uh, you know to keep sorry to to let. And my mum would manage the properties. So growing up, I was destined to be an electrician to be on site, and I used to go to work with my dad on either weekends or summer holidays. And um, realized that these hands uh, were not made for tools. They were made for notebooks, pens and computers. <laughs> I, I absolutely hated it on, on site. And I was used to ask what time, uh, you know, was home time. And my dad always used to say, when the job's finished, you go home when the job's finished. There's no times. Uh, so, you know, that's a good lesson from, from early on. But then I started helping my mum then manage the properties and really started learning about the letting side of things. Uh, both of my parents did very well, but they left school with no qualifications. They can't read or write properly. They're both dyslexic. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they were managing it their way, which is not technically the correct way. So I started doing a lot of education in letting agency and understanding what you are meant to do. And then really systemizing um, the business, getting all the tenants out of rent arrears, making sure the legislative requirements were up to scratch. Then as I, was, as I started doing that, I also was taking on their bookkeeping. And then long story short, by the time I was 16, uh, I set up, as I left school, I set up a letting agency myself and uh, went to study to become an accountant, which uh, I'm, I'm become qualified. So I'm a qualified accountant by profession uh, whilst I was scaling a letting agency. And I managed to scale that into an estate agency and did become qualified in each uh, facet along the way. Uh, and then I scaled that into a, a mortgage brokerage because I didn't want to give the leads away, uh, residential. And then I scaled that into a commercial finance brokerage. And uh, long story short, I started working with investors to start doing my own deals. So that, that's, uh, that's about a 20-year history condensed into a, few, a, a minute or two. Oh, wow, that is such an amazing story. So I can see that you have this attitude. You see a gap there and you find somebody, I can sense that you are a problem solver. 
I think one of the biggest skills that you can have if you go into business is that you need to be uh, one of the biggest skills you can develop is your problem solving skills. Because business in itself is all about identifying a problem and finding a better solution than your competitors out there for the customers. That is pretty much business in a nutshell. So, yeah, you have to be an avid problem solver and not, and, 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 you know, blessing or curse. That is uh, one thing I am. (laughs) Right. I can see that you came up with a lot of the solution yourself. Do you do a lot of self-study, self-development, any of those things? Sure, yeah. So in school, uh, growing up, I I was, I'm fortunate that, uh, and I don't mean this in a big-headed way, but I was academically bright. And, uh, but in school, I was a, a, a typical C student, so to speak. I wouldn't. I wasn't really excelling in school. I wasn't an A student or a, even a B student. I was just. I just did enough to get through because there was a lot of. The problem with me is if I'm not interested in a subject, uh, then I'll just do. I'll just do enough. I, I. I don't like doing it. My attention span is really, really short. Uh, I find it difficult to concentrate, and I really have to just memorize what I need to know to get through. But if I find a, a topic of interest. I become the typical, you know, stereotypical nerd. I literally devour everything I can about that topic. And fortunately for me, property investment and development, finance, etc., was a, a topic of extreme uh, interest to me that wasn't wasn't taught in school or anything. And mm. when I left school, uh, so as I started doing my own dev- studies in accountancy and then business, uh, yeah, I, I I really really excelled and was scoring top marks and became um i just i just become obsessed with it so i, I don't know if you can see what you, your viewers can see but my office is surrounded by books uh you know I, I probably listen or read to at least one book a week uh, in my area of interest and yeah that's become a big part of of who i am and how i've got to where i got excellent dorian can you tell my audience which one are your top three books that you really enjoy sure i mean yes uh, to be to be honest, from a business point of view, one one of my favourite books uh, has got to be a book called Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. It's uh, it literally condenses uh, nearly everything you need to know about uh, scaling a business into quite a short book. Uh, it's 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 half a study book, half a read book, but it's everything about strategy, people, cash, and execution, which are the four major components to run any business. You cannot run any business or scale one without understanding those four key pillars. So that, you know, any business owner, in my opinion, needs to read that book. In addition, because I'm obviously in, in development construction, there's a book that I always like to refer to called uh, uh, Managing the Profitable Construction Business. So I always, whenever something comes up, I like to flick to the page and see, oh, what, what does this book say? But there, there's so many. Uh, in terms of inspirational books, I, I do like the inspirational books like uh, The Shoe Dog, of uh, of how Nike scaled up, or even the mm. McDonald's story, grinding it out, and their competitor In and Out Burger. I read, I read, I read most of them. Is, uh, but yeah, in terms of scaling a business, I would probably say one of the best books is is Scaling Up. Wow, wow, that is obviously the well side. Can see your focus is on that. Uh, are you happy in life? It's a good question. It's a deep question. Um, it's a constant battle for me. If I'm being honest with you. So uh, it's to give to give the, the listeners a, a bit more of a context, a bit of more context. So whilst I was scaling my um, business, it was from a very young age and I had staff when I was a teenager, basically. 
And I've always had the, every company I've started has been from bootstrapping. I've never started with a significant amount of money, uh, um, you know, and it's been extremely stressful. Fast forward to today, working with investors, uh, becoming a private investor myself, doing the buy refurbish refinance strategy and then flips and then commercial developments and then, sorry, commercial conversions and then new build developments. The risk has obviously been increasing. The stress has been increasing. The staff levels have been increasing. The business hours have been increasing. On the side of that, personally, I've also, you know, become married. So I've got a, I've got a lovely wife and two kids, two, uh, two and a half year olds and four and a half as the time of this recording. Uh, so, so juggling all of that mm. is extremely difficult. And I've, I've come to realize that one person's definition of happiness is, is not somebody else's, That's which right. is a big problem in today's world with social media, where people compare each other. Uh, or when they go on social media, all you see is positive, good things about, or, or what they're showing. And and we're you know we're guilty for that. You know we only post the good things that happen in the business because that that is just business. You know that you have to sell the business all the time. And if you keep posting all negative things, uh, <laughs> they 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 say, don't they? If if you're gonna throw a pity party sooner or later, nobody's gonna be there. It's just gonna be yourself. And uh, that is the reality. So the the, mess, the evil of that is that if you go onto things like social media, all you see is positivity. And uh, sometimes you can fall into the trap of comparing yourself. So to answer your question directly, it's a constant battle for me because naturally I lean more towards the business side and following my obsession and my passion, which takes away time from the family. Uh, so it's just a constant battle of tug and war. And I don't think happiness is a constant state i think that the goal is to always strive to be happy and for me that some of my happiest moments are when i'm working towards my goals uh and i'm i feel like i'm fortunate because i i feel like i have quite a strong purpose and passion mm. in life mm. and that is what does drive happiness in my mm. opinion excellent wow i love your answer you really elaborate in such a way um yeah. You know, it's like, I agree with you. Happiness is a choice and uh, it's not dependent on the circumstances and it's a choice internally. Uh, there'll be a lot of things for you, uh, all of us to battle, given that you have a lot of things to juggle. When you told me you're married and you've got two young kids and now, you know, because when I first met you, you obviously came across you know, really successful and uh, quite young. And obviously, I didn't ask you whether you're married that time. And yeah. um, and now, obviously, listening to and seeing how you've grown your business. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And now hearing that you've got kids as well, um, it, it, it can be qu quite challenging. And, um, and I agree with your answer that happiness, it's a moving target. And you aim for that and it's always moving. It's not constantly Definitely. the same. Definitely. And I think one thing to always remember, especially for the listeners, is that, um, you know, everybody uh, has, and, and it always is, there's always highs and lows. Some some days I wake up and, I, and I'm, I'm not in a good mood. I'm not in a happy mood. But I, but equally, one of the, one of the keys to success I've always read and practice is even when you're not feeling happy, you have to keep going. You have to, you yes, have sir. to go through the motions you have to get out of that. Um, you shouldn't make any major decisions in an unhappy state or in an emotional state, but you you need to keep going, grind through, and uh, it 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 is a part of of being as I'm determining uh, being successful.
But equally, I'm also quite envious sometimes of those individuals that can just be content and happy with the with the minimal things. You know, they don't have major business goals or anything like that. And and that that's one of the the great things about life is I've met so many different people who who determine success so different. But equally, the common trait I found is those that are actually happy have actually had they can determine what success means to them, whatever it is. Yeah. Those that are not happy don't really know what they're going towards. Uh, so so how can you be happy if you don't know where you're going? That's right. Yeah. So going back to what you've just said, that come to my next question. Um, what is your biggest drive? So my biggest drive is, uh, again, a blessing or a curse. Is for some reason, for as long as I can remember, I've had this insane burning desire to, uh, I'm, I'm not chasing money. I, I made that mistake growing up. And, you know, I'm, I'm at a stage where once you want you at a certain material level in terms of income, uh, your lifestyle doesn't change. Nothing really changes after a certain point once you're at a certain level. I do believe that everybody should strive for financial independence. So so they're always making enough where they hit that level where uh, it doesn't really matter if they make an extra thousand pound a month more or not. It's not going to change their life. For me, my biggest driver is is building a successful company and a team that kind of builds itself. I can't explain the the positive feeling I have when my team are running the business themselves or making decisions that makes the business grow or where the business plan is working. So like it comes back to the very first point. My biggest driver is understanding that our company is solving a problem that is out there. And at the moment, the social housing crisis is mm. so so big in across mm. the UK. I mean, there's over a million people on the housing social housing waiting list in England alone. Mm. Uh, in Wales, it's 70,000. The mm. annual, what they determine in terms of the government, in terms of a target, annual shortfall per year across Wales, Scotland, England, and Northern Ireland is, is you know, in excess of 160. That's the shortfall, 160,000 homes a year. It's massive. So mm. if we can if we can be a small part of the solution by scaling development companies specialising in social and affordable housing rather than scaling a private housing company that that you know, tries to focus on maximising profits, and we can take that company nationwide and be building 2,000, 3,000 homes a year, wow. it's not going to solve the problem, but we're going to be a major contributor yeah. to the to the solution. And that that is what drives me, just seeing that big problem out there, or as, as you would also coin the opportunity, and knowing that it's so big, but you've got to, you've got to chip away. You've got to, you know, you've, you've got to go for it, which is, which is what drives me. I don't know. Your, your listeners can't see it, but you, but you can. Um, there's a map behind That's me. That's right. Uh, yeah, you can see it here. It's the UK map with all sticky notes on it of different wow. regions. And each region wow. has a different target over time that, you know, in theory, as I stand here today, will be the target that, uh, wow. so whenever a problem comes up, you've got to look at it against the big picture and realize it's such a small problem that, yes. uh, you know, you can get through it. Wow. Wow. Right. Going back to what you've just said again and again, you've just mentioned uh, a lot of the thing is you want to contribute. You want to give back. What would you say is your highest value? My highest value. So it's, it's a good question. Uh, I think if I've, I, I was asked the question before, how would I, how would I describe myself in three words? And this will come back to your to your answering your question. And and I thought about it and I, I answered, you know, it was it meant it was meant to be off the top of my head. 
my three my my how i could describe myself in three words was visionary mm. relentless and fear so uh and i believe that's the case in terms of visionary you know i can see I, i'm a quite a big picture thinker and uh, can see the problem not in terms of you know the micro but in in terms of the macro and relentless is just i, I just do not give up i do everything i can I'll, I'll if i can't if i can't run i'll walk if i can't walk i'll crawl i'll roll i'll i'll kneel i'll do whatever i need to do but i won't give up until <laughs> until i'm forced to uh, and then the third one is i'm equally fair it's it's a brutal and ruthless industry this is um you know it is termed uh, lower margin industry social housing is a fixed price contract it is it is brutal but mm. i try to be fair in everything i do and everyone i'm dealing with so mm. i would say to answer your question my highest value is to be fair at all times but mm. the other two um uh, with, whilst they're not technically values in terms of visionary and uh, relentless they um they're so important to me in terms of my my personal makeup mm. but in terms of a value my highest value would be fairness wow wow amazing i love that part that you've just mentioned there now, going back to you've just said about what you've been doing, what would you say is your biggest failure? Because you talk again and again about being relentless. And given that the fear that you've got there is quite obviously tight with the margin, you really have to make it work. So what would you say is your biggest failure and how did you overcome it? Well, I think I think that's a really hard question because... Uh, um, and again, this is a blessing or a curse again. And one of just my personal mental makeup is, and this is going to sound bad, but I feel like I'm failing every day. And that's 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 one one of the problems, or also one of the drivers. I'm a type of person that will, that thrives on pressure and kind of a negative environment in terms of, um, <laughs> you know, these negative forces. I, I feel it as a constant challenge. Yeah. And the problem, the problem at the moment for me is I'm quite a perfectionist as well in everything I want to achieve. Mm. That every day feels like a failure, but not which can really drag people down and really bring them down. But for me, it doesn't. For me, knowing that um, tomorrow I can be better, next month yeah. we can be better, next year we can be better, and that technically, whilst we're moving forward with failing in terms of what is out there and what we can do, make sure that I'm never complacent. Um, never realize or, or let my ego get the better of me that you know I've made it or we're great or the company is fantastic etc cetera, etc cetera. wow so so to answer your question my <laughs> my biggest failure is that um that I'm failing every day but re- to, to take it back a step it's probably that I don't enjoy the moments as much as I should do mm-hmm. and I'm talking to you now uh, but even though I know that I'm not going to change it moving forward is because it's really hard to explain it's it's a mental makeup of me. It's so hard to change the mentality that's like instilled in one of your core mentalities. Mm. Even though I know it's a problem, mm. uh, for me, it's one of my biggest driving points. So yeah, I don't enjoy the little things. Every time we have an achievement or we sign up a new deal, it's like, okay, great. What's what 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 about this deal? What we're we working on that? And yes. soon as we we've hit we we signed up one of our biggest projects and. The moment of uh, happiness, and or not happiness, but uh, satisfaction, yeah, it w- was was fleeting. It was so minimal and small because I know, you know, it's so. E- looking looking at behind me in terms of that map, that deal, whilst it's fantastic and great, it's so small compared to what we need to get to. Wow. And 
So yeah, it's it's a positive and a negative. I I know what you mean because you you you've got a bigger goal to strive for, and that's your driver. And obviously, having all these things, I think you you are correct in the sense that you knew what needs to be done. You knew that you have to enjoy and sip the champagne, and you realize that's the key. So yeah, I know you're a bit tight with time. So how do you keep yourself healthy? Well, I was in the gym this morning, so uh, uh, I I tried to target to go to the gym three times, uh, three times a week. And my diet is uh, is my hardest point because I I uh, with like it comes back to one of the first points I mentioned when with certain things I deem not necessary. And unfortunately, if you gave me the choice, and this sounds bad, I've not not if I if I never had to eat again. Uh, and I, I could, you know, I would choose it. You know, I have no enjoyment in in, in eating or things like that. It, it's very much an inconvenience to me. But because of that, I opt for the convenience option. Uh, the what's the easiest, and sometimes what's the easiest in front of me is not the healthiest. So that's a major thing I need to work on. But in terms of keeping myself healthy, I try to go to the gym, but it is it is very challenging. I've just got a very hectic hectic schedule. Yes, but um. One of the biggest things I do is track my time. I track my time in 15-minute intervals to see what, I, what I'm spending my time on. And that, that always constantly brings me back to, I need to be doing more exercise or I need to be doing this. And so, so it's always a, a, a push and pull type of thing. But yeah, keeping going to the gym three times, trying to eat healthy and trying to learn more, which is always a constant part of me, to switch off a little bit, to um, say it's okay to spend time with my family, to say it's okay to spend time going away is is those things really okay i also have some personal goals as well so i try to one of the one of one of my most enjoyable moments is when i'm listening to an audiobook uh which is always typically business related whilst i'm coloring like, or something like that mm. and uh so i can really listen to the book and then just but my hand also has to be doing something so that's mm. and I, i'm also learning Sometimes I play a bit of chess. Sometimes I play a bit of piano. Uh, I'm learning to fly. I've just finished a master's in quantity surveying. So, yeah, just various things. Wow, 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 wow. So do you craft up time for your family? I try to. Uh, So the typical routine is between Monday to Friday, I will leave the house about 5.30 in the morning, get to the gym for 6. I'll get home between 6 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. And then I'll spend an hour with, with with the kids and family and I'll put the kids to bed or my 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 oldest boy. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I'll do a bit of work in the house, but I'll try to be with them most of the day and mm-hmm. doing things that uh, one of my biggest um, things I'm really lucky for, um, one, one of the luckiest things I ever have, or personal, I should say, is, is my wife, because mm-hmm. she is very, my wife is, very family oriented as much as i'm business oriented she's extremely family oriented so we're always constantly again pushing and pulling trying to compromise mm-hmm. and but if it wasn't for her and this is going to sound really bad if it wasn't for her probably would see my kids very very minimal amount of time the, the family would always force that fall into the bottom of my agenda but she always makes sure it comes stats come to the top and it's always competing which is um something i'm really lucky for she's very understanding but also make sure I do those important things, which I know I'll be grateful for looking back. Yes, yes. And as some of the people that I've interviewed who are like multimillionaire, decamillionaire, they always say that uh, behind a successful man is always 
a lady, my the wife. Oh yeah, <clears throat> isn't it? Oh, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I really do. Yes. So uh, to end, um, I mean, just two last question. I know the time. And um, do you have any mentors? Who are your top three mentors? So I've always been. I'm, I'm still to this day. Just before this was in the gym, I was listening to a, an audio book. But uh, I'm constantly striving to learn. Uh, whether it's I, I've, I've I've worked with lots of different coaches. Uh, I've paid different mentors, or I've uh, but some of the very best uh, pieces of knowledge I've had have come from books and uh, audio audio books or, or written books. Uh, some study courses I've done. So the Cranfield Business Growth Program. Uh, the, for the Cranfield Business School of Management, and that was that was fantastic. But some, but by far and large, it's been it genuinely has been through the books I've read, the specialized knowledge I've obtained, knowing where my gaps are, um, mm-hmm. and and then targeting my research on those uh, areas, and then and then just by doing, you know, you you can only get so far by reading and studying and listening to mentors and coaches, and then then you have to then you have to go for it. Yes, go for it, isn't it? Just do it. Um, yeah. What would be your most important message you felt would be most useful for my audience? Like your final message so that they know, really get reminded by your message. Sure. I mean, th- this isn't my message. This is the Cranfield message, but it's such a powerful one. It's, it's just you've, got, you've always got to ask yourself three questions. Uh, if you answer those, if you ask yourself three questions, you'll be most of the way there to what, what we might determine as success or happiness. The first question is, where are you now? And really get an understanding of where you are in your life, uh, your resources, your available resources, your happiness, your health, your wealth, all sorts of things. Real snapshot, where are you, where are you now? Second question, which is, which is the most important, and be really crystal clear with it, is where are you going? And, and that, is, that is the biggest thing. Everyone's goals will be different, and, every, and but there's so many people that succumb to that uh, either imposter syndrome or or, or comparing people, themselves to people and, be, and digging themselves into a hole of unhappiness because they don't feel like they are where they want to be. But equally, they can't explain where they want to be, where they're going. So where do you now, where do you go and be crystal clear on where you're going, have that real passion when you talk about it. And it, you'll know when you know where you're going because nothing else will really matter. And that's the that's the key thing. When when nothing else really matters other than where you're going in your mind, mm. you know that you you're on to your north star or whatever you want to call it. And then the third part then, which once you know where you are and know where you're going, the third part is really having that clear plan of how you're going to get there. Uh, mm. And it's got to bridge where you are now versus where you're going. They've both got to be clear and honest. And it will it will as long as that's true, uh, it will it will really motivate you. Once you've got those three things, then it's always just abide by your values, never give up and uh, and just keep going. It will always be tough, but you've just got to keep going. Thank you so much, Dorian, for such a beautiful message and uh, all that you've mentioned there. And I can see that obviously you've been very honest uh, with your answers and you dig deep and you gave us a really honest and pure answer there. I'm really grateful for Uh, you giving up your time for us and uh, please my audience please listen subscribe and tune in to listen to Dorian and support him and thank you very much Dorian God bless you have a great day and a great week
Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.